Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, 40 years ago, Scott Drummond, who lives in Utah, was having surgery on his thumb, but because of a medical mishap, he died on the operating table and remained dead for about 20 minutes. But for the next four decades, he never told anyone what he experienced during that period of time. He's just given an interview uh, to the YouTube channel Prioritise Your Life, and he joins us now. Afternoon, Scott. Good afternoon. How are you today? Uh, not too bad. Now, before we get to kind of what happened while you died, the, the, the operation you were getting was on your thumb. Was it a fairly kind of straightforward procedure? Oh, it was. In fact, when I was brought in into the emergency room, they uh, they thought it would be a fairly simple operation. It was just a matter of uh, cutting my, the skin open and reattaching my thumb back onto the joint. Right, so your thumb what, would be completely it, separated. It was completely separated. I would, I'd been skiing, and uh, my thumb was laying down on my wrist, so the only thing that was hanging tight was the skin. The bone was completely separated. But what had, what had happened was it was supposed to be a simple operation, just a local operation, and the anesthesiologist got called away. And so what they decided to do is a procedure called a bear block. And the bear block is basically a tourniquet that is put around your upper part of your arm. Mm. But first of all, they have to drain the blood out of your arm by lifting it straight up. And then there's two valves on that tourniquet. And in order to control the pressure, they would adjust the pressure from the two valves, opening one and closing the other. Well, unfortunately, the nurse did not know this procedure, but she said, asked the doctor to talk her through it, and she'd be able to do it. Well, what they end up doing after they get all the blood out of the circulation, they they give you what you call a local. And so the local is a pretty simple operation. All they do is just put it into your thumb and into your arm, and then they put a, a pin in the thumb. Well, unfortunately, the everything was done manually back then. It wasn't done by machines. Mm. So there's really no fault of anyone's. But both valves were open at the same time, and I felt the medicine go up my arm, across my chest, and into my heart. And the next thing I knew, I was standing above my body watching the operation. Right. So, And at that moment, Scott, did you know you died? You know, it was the most unusual situation because I was standing above my body, but I was looking down on my body. Mm. And in between... Uh, where I was laying on the table and where he was operating was a sheet. So there was no way that I could see when I was laying on the table the operation. But standing above, I was able to watch the stitches put in, the pins put into my thumb, the the cutting of the, the tendon in my arm wrapping around, and I watched him start to stitch me up. But the unique part was there was somebody standing next to me when I was up above my body. Mm. I never had the privilege of seeing who it was. But yet through all the commotion of people trying to save me, I could hear them audibly. 
and I could hear everything that was going on through my ears, but the person next to me was talking to me through my mind. Right, okay. So at this stage, you're looking at people uh, below you fighting to save your own life. Um, Were you scared? Were you alarmed? Oh, no. No, it was the most peaceful feeling that I've, I've ever experienced in my lifetime. You have to realize this this happened to me 40 years ago. Mm. And I lived this experience every single day. And I didn't come forward with a story until two years ago. And two years ago, I had a friend that came to me and asked me to, to tell people, to give people hope that there was something that was going to happen to them after they left this life. And the third time, he said, with people dying around the world with COVID-19, you need to be able to give families, friends, parents hope. Because of him coming to me the way he did, it was right to do it. Yes. So when you were looking down at yourself and all that commotion going on, and, and obviously, there was, as you said, there was, a, there was a presence of someone with you, did you go elsewhere for a while, or was it all within that particular room? You know, we were standing there watching the operation, and, and the doctor was so diligent in what he was doing, and the people running all over, and all of a sudden, the person next to me said it was time to go. And the next thing I found was I was standing in a field um, by myself. Well, I can't see it by myself because when I was looking over my body, the, the uh, my escort was standing to the right of me. Mm. But he was just a little bit behind me where I couldn't see him. But when I went up into this field and I was standing there in the most beautiful setting, he was actually, the escort was actually standing to the to the left of me, but he was right behind me. And the first things he said to me was, don't look back. Okay. And I, I knew at that time that I was dead, that I was not going back to my body. But then, but yeah, there was something else I was supposed to do. And it was interesting because I, it was almost like a panoramic type uh, picture. Mm. And that setting was the most beautiful setting, most calming setting that that I've ever experienced. Yeah. And did you recognize features of it? Were there sorts of trees you recognized or, or were there animals there? You know, I did not see any animals. But what I did see in the far left was trees. And the mm. only thing I can compare those trees to is to a sequoia tree. Okay. It had a great big base to it, but yet the leaves were at the top. And when I saw the colors on this tree, these trees, I they weren't the dirty brown that we're used to seeing in a trunk. They were a brilliant brown with gold tints to them. And the leaves on the top were the most beautiful leaves that, well, I'm going to put it this way. I see colors different now because of the colors that I saw in that setting. And the leaves were just magnificent. And in between the trees and myself were wildflowers. And these wildflowers were of all different colors, and they were up to about my waist. But the unique thing about the flowers were is they were all facing me. 
And I could actually feel the love coming from those flowers. And in front of me and to my right was grass. And, you know, when you look at grass, you think sometimes a, a, a green color. Well, these were green, and it came up to about my waist, but the tips were gold color. And the unique thing was there was no breeze. There was no wind. It was a very calm setting, but the, but the grass and the flowers were flowing towards me. Yeah. And when, when I put my hands over the top of this grass, I could actually feel something that I had never felt before. I knew that that grass and that, that flowers had a soul and that they were giving me love. The setting was just an unbelievable setting. And in front of me was a cloud. And, you know, I don't know if you've ever looked in the sky and seen a beautiful, pure white cloud, not full of rain, you know, dirt mm. inside of it, but a very clear. Well, after viewing what was going on, all of a sudden that person that was standing beside me was gone. But yet I still felt calmness. Mm. And that's when I had an opportunity to... Uh, see my life review. And I saw this life re review from the day that I was born, when I was put on my mother's belly, to I was 28 years old. What I saw was people and how I treated people and how some people I wasn't so kind to. But yet, I did not feel like somebody was chastising me. And I knew I was going somewhere after that happened. Yeah. Did you know at that point that you were going back to your body or, or, or did something change to bring you back there? Well, it wasn't until I, I had my fingers over the top of the grass as I was walking through it up to the cloud. And when I got up to the cloud, an arm came through that cloud. And I only saw it from the middle of my bicep down to the hand. Mm. And I studied that hand. And I... I'm a fairly, fairly big guy. I'm 6'3", 250 pounds. And this arm that I was looking at was bigger than my arm, the biceps on his arm and the forearm. And then I studied his hands, and his hands were bigger than mine. They were much meatier. They were strong, strong hands. And the only thing I could think of was somebody that worked either construction or farming or somebody that had worked with their hands a lot. And I, I went to reach for that hand. And if you put your fingers probably about, oh, maybe about a fourth of an inch from each other, I felt the energy flowing from his hand into my hand. And that is the point where he pulled his arm back into the cloud and said, it is not yet your time. You have more things yet to do. And that's when I returned back to my body. My word. And I actually reached twice for that hand because I had never felt love or peace like I had felt in that experience. And when I went back into my body, there was a sheet over my head. There was a paper on my chest saying that I had been dead for 20 minutes. <sighs> and when I threw the sheet back, I had a war going on inside my body that I had never experienced before. I did not want to come back. Yeah. You know, with, with turmoil the way there is in the world, 
I I felt peace. Yeah. And until you have that feeling of total peace, I, I don't know how to describe it because it was just something that I experienced. It sounds extraordinary, Scott. Three days after I came back, when I was in the hospital, I felt that peace. Mm. And it was a peace that I will never forget. I, I try to feel that peace every day. In fact, I don't know if you've ever seen the show Groundhog Day, mm-hmm. where he wakes up every day and he experiences the same thing all over again. Well, that's what happens to me every single day. Is I, okay. Excuse me. <laughs> I, hear, I hear one of your friends in the background. Did, did, did they fix your, your thumb, Scott, by the way? I know it's a small part of this. They sure did. And that doctor did such a fantastic job. I actually have never had problems with my thumb since that operation. My kids call it my bionic thumb (laughs) because it's a little bit bigger than my other thumb, but it is very strong. Yeah, indeed. It's an extraordinary uh, story, Scott. And thank you so much for uh, sharing, uh, sharing it with us today. Scott Drummond, thank you very much. Well, thank you very much for having me on your show. You're very welcome. So what also might be heavenly is winning money in the cash machine. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm on News Talk.